0: Welcome, daters, to The the Yentas. Yentas. We are three matchmakers.
1: Ben Shalom, Michal Neistetter,
0: and Danielle Selber.
1: Yenta can carry a negative, gossipy connotation.
2: We are not that. We are love professionals and proud to be Yentas. This is a part of our tradition,
0: our history. We support your search for your person.
2: The three of us met over
1: coffee many years ago and have collaborated and supported each other and our clients ever
2: since. This is your invite to our chat at the virtual coffee shop. Who should you date? Who should you marry? These are the biggest decisions a person can make. You don't have to do it alone. You've got us. Ready? Come on in. Take a seat.
1: today we're going to do our word of the day and fun, 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 we have a special guest um, who also came in with a question.
2: Woohoo! Let's Let's get
1: started. How is everybody doing?
0: (laughs) It's a great day, Michal. How are you?
1: I don't know. I'm excited. Finally, the cat's out of the bag that we're doing this podcast and Elisa's world famous. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We kept it a secret the whole time. Thank you. Thank you. And I needed your help behind the scenes to make the matches without anybody knowing it was me. Oh my
0: gosh. Um how has Anyways. it been, eliza Tell us. Yeah. How is it to be famous by it's, accident?
2: <laughs> it's kind of fun. Uh people after I used to do talks would come up and they would all want to talk to me, like, Hi, that was wonderful, you know, da da da. Now it's like smile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just want the selfie. Yeah,
2: they're like, Well, I mean, I'll talk to you later. You're busy, but like need the selfie right now. <laughs> I'm like, tag me, tag me. <laughs> hmm. It's very cute. That seems kind of hard. My cheeks. cheeks. Yeah, my <laughs> cheeks hurt from smiling. I'm I'm definitely gaining some more facial muscles. Makes sense. <laughs> so the day that the show came
1: out, I was talking to my husband. And I was like, this must be the
2: best day of Aliza's life. And he was like, what about the day she got married or had a <laughs> Okay, <wedding?" laughs> So my husband and I talked about it. I was like, listen, getting married, having your children, and May 3rd when Jewish Matchmaking came out. Yeah, those are kind <laughs> wow. of like the best days of my life. Okay. Like, it was I, it is and was pretty significant. We had over 300 people in Jerusalem at our big party yeah. <laughs> that we threw. And instead of just doing it at my house, you know, like, oh, yeah, it came out and just letting it be a thing. It was actually really special. It was really. Yes. It was the Netflix really launch party.
0: Yeah. So- and the reception, by the way, like for two people like us has been enormous and amazing. Like it's been such a good representation of the Jewish people and people have been so like warmed by it. They love your advice. Like it's just been wonderful. Thank God. Yay! (laughs) Good for the juice.
1: (sighs) So um, I do want to introduce our word of the day, which is um, single man, which in Yiddish is an unmarried male, whether young or old, who is not a widower or divorced. Um, By the way, I'm referencing Leo Rosten um, Hooray for Yiddish. Great book, by the way. Um, And here's what it says. The appearance of a single man in a neighborhood galvanized the matchmakers, male or female, especially those with an unmarried daughter, niece, cousin, or however distant, a member of the Meshbucha. Jews have no nunneries. So (laughs) I think this is really calling to like how people go a little crazy when they meet a single man, right? Uh, Oh my god, we need to set him up. There's single man and single woman? No, (laughs) No, it seems like people only care. When it's a single
0: man. isn't I that. I mean weird? is that is that a little bit our experience? Like it is it's true that
2: it hasn't always been that way though. No. No, go back in history and the the roles were reversed and there the women were in demand. I think it's cycles. It's it's a cyclical thing and I think we're in the uh, times of the single man. It's quite an appropriate word. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And a word I had never heard before this day. I don't know if it's because I'm Spartic, but I've never heard that <laughs> Yiddish neither. term. Ever. It's got to be
1: Yiddish, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we should <laughs> bring it back or not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It might not be time for the revival.
1: Um, okay, so today we actually have a guest on our show who is not a single man. True.
2: Right? But, but he was. was. He was a, but was. you were <laughs> at the time of the show. I was. And he was on the show, and you and I, Michal, collaborated about this because I was like, I've got this amazing woman, Nikisha, and we need a date for her. Who do we know? Let's like go through our database. And you're like, I've got someone. He's great. <laughs> yeah. And he'd really been working on himself. You really coached him and supported him through his yep. growth process. Welcome, Ryan. Welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: So, new. how was it? How was the show?
3: The show was amazing. It was an amazing experience, working with both Michal before the show and then also with Elisa during the show.
1: So when you were a single man, do you feel like a lot of people came to you with ideas and suggestions?
3: There were a lot of suggestions of, you know, what to say during a date or how to approach when you're first meeting someone for the first time, definitely.
0: And um, and what was the experience like of like after the show, the reception from the world?
3: Um, I think definitely the third, as Eliza said, was definitely an interesting day. May third. May. Th- I'm sorry. Yes, May third. What, what did I say? May
2: third. <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh,
3: with May third, um, and then definitely this, the approach of with the Jewish community in both uh, South Jersey and then also in Philadelphia.
2: Amazing, amazing. We were really happy that you came on. We were happy that you had. I would consider it a really cool date. By the way, the cinematography and the whole roller skating rink. That was like unbelievable and the whole backwards skating and like you're, you're like the man the single man
3: yeah definitely no it was definitely a it was definitely a very fun date uh Nikesha was a really great person um and then just us having the opportunity to go skating and i guess skating backwards on netflix was an amazing experience
0: once in a lifetime
1: i will say that um since i work with a lot of single mons um you are one of my favorite types because you know, you came to me and you were like, I want to try something different. And I was like, oh, different. I have ideas for you. Um, and we could probably list them off. I was like, all right, Ryan, maybe it's time for you to get some edge and like ride a motorcycle. And you were like, great. I signed up for a class like a week from now. And then what else
2: did you do? Ballroom know? dancing. Yeah. ballroom. I yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I
3: pretty much came to you saying, you know, what I've been doing for a long period of time is not working. Um what can I try, what can I do? I'm open to any and all suggestions. That
2: was the best part. Yeah. Michal said, I could tell him anything, and he is going to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's really special. Like for us, obviously, we're not taking advantage of you in that situation. (laughs) But it opens up the whole world where it gets our creative juices going, and then you can make a suggestion for anything. So ballroom dancing and motorcycle riding its not the top two things that most people think to do when they're searching to spice up their life. But it really gave you an opportunity to shine. And I saw the ballroom dancing, by the way. I was blown away. I was like, oh, my, like, he really like (laughs) got into also all like dressed up and formal. And you had a whole crowd of people watching you. It wasn't just like a little class you took. You had like a whole performance.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It it was a great experience going from, you know, not having a vast experience on ballroom dancing and then going from a zero to a thousand. um, And it was it was a great experience. and It's also a great talking point on a first date. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, I'm not just a regular person. I'm Learning how to ballroom dance. And it also leads to second or third date. If I want to go, you know, let's go ballroom dancing. It's not a regular, you know, let's go to dinner or go out to see a movie.
2: It makes you interesting. Yes. And it makes the conversation interesting. And I think it builds the personality, the character. Like it lets everything shine. And I also think it really builds confidence. Like I think you could walk out on a date and you know, if you could hold some dance moves, you could Mm -hmm. hold some conversation. Not so Mm -hmm. difficult.
3: Yes, absolutely. Definitely.
1: So Danielle actually was the first one to meet you and you introduced Ryan and I. So yeah. what was your impression of Ryan when you met him as a single man? Oh, my gosh. A million years ago. Um, long ago. Yeah. At, a, yeah, at an event. Gosh, I don't remember.
0: I mean, we became friends pretty quickly. So obviously I thought you were great, but it feels like so long ago. <laughs> I think Wasn't you it were... a Shabbat? Was it a Shabbat dinner? Was it a it game think I think, it may I have think been you
3: were one of the first people I met at your house for a Shabbat dinner yes when i moved here in 2009 yeah
0: yeah oh my gosh 2009 yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then like it was years later already when you met Michal and and decided to like actually come on board and work with her right so what was that decision like like that's a big deal to say i need a little bit of help i'm ready for this like transformation
3: i think it was just you know the dating apps just wasn't working um you know i really wanted to take it seriously um i'm at a certain age of where i know i'm not getting any younger um, and if I knew I was gonna take it seriously, what I was what I was doing personally was not working, I needed to talk to an expert, and I reached out to Michal.
0: Beautiful.
1: I like what you said about um, going from zero to 1,000 because that is oftentimes what happens when you work with a matchmaker or a coach. We're gonna hold you accountable to move through this process of growth. What change did you make because I mean I get it the apps aren't working the apps aren't working for lots of people But what do you what do you think was the tweak that you needed to get you to find someone?
3: I think the basic thing I think our conversations of just um, Oftentimes if you ask a friend, you know, how you know, how do you think the date went or you know can reach out to the person? I think are talking with you of where you would reach out to the person and get a you know a, a, an honest answer of Mm -hmm. how did the date go because everyone's gonna have their own different perspective you know if I think the date went well um, but if I don't hear from the person you know I I never will know the real answer but with you reaching out to the person you and I would discuss later uh, a couple days after the fact and you would give me a real honest answer of what they thought went well what they not think went well and work from there um, so I could better myself
1: Yes. That feedback loop is so the important. Feedback, be open to the feedback, I just remembered something. Ryan, yeah. don't kill me for saying this, but I remember <laughs> that it was, you know, the height of the pandemic and it was a virtual date and the girl thought that you were clipping your nails for yeah. something what? on the date. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey Ryan, so this came up, you were clipping your nails on a date." And you were like, "No, I wasn't." But it just honestly, it highlighted how many things can get misinterpreted. She was like, "I can't go on." this." I think date. It, was it was definitely less, just
3: a perception of where wow. if you're in front of the in front of your computer, in front of your screen, you know, any movement reaching for a cup of coffee or anything of that sort. It could um, also just
2: be a bad connection I that, where there's like clicking on the line, sure. but it's amazing how you take one small thing like yeah. that and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's a turn off. Now the whole thing is done, and you're like, "Wait, I, we we had a nice time. We had a nice conversation. Where did the time go? And and what? Mm-hmm. And clipping my name? What? Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think
3: also that also really helped on the date was of you uh, suggesting of how to start the date. And one thing and one thing I remember you saying was, "Bring an object." Mm-hmm. to start a discussion, you know, something that's memorable, something that means something to you. Um
2: and something that's small. Something that's small. <laughs> sure. Well yeah, definitely. Well because
3: because we were at home, right. it was a little bit easier. And I think right. oftentimes when I would reach out to the person, I would say, you know, I think this is a great idea. I'm gonna bring something. It would be great to have you brought something on this virtual date. And I think it was definitely a great start off because most of the time people start off with the basic questions. You know, how are you? What do you do for a job? Mm-hmm. You know, your basic information, but this was a great way to start it off in a different perspective. That's
1: right. You come armed and ready, but not with a nail clipper. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we wanted to see if you have a dating question for us. So maybe you can update us on your, on your love life. Sure. So,
3: uh, I have been seeing, uh, the same woman since December. Ooh. Ooh. Um, we've gone, I've met her family. She has not met my, uh, my father yet. um, We've gone on several dates. We've gone to the Islanders game. She lives in Long Island. Uh huh. Long um, Island. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a it's a long distance relationship, uh, but I'm going up to Long Island quite frequently, and she's coming down. She's come down here a bunch of times. Um, and I guess my question for you is, if I was seeing her, if she was local, it'd be different. But mm-hmm. being that's a little bit long distance, and we're not seeing each other as frequently. When do you bring up the L word? And I guess someone asked me that yesterday. Have I said the L word? And I was like, you know, what is that? And they said, oh, love. <laughs> Have you used that word yet? I mean, on conversations, you know, I'll say my love, but not Ooh. I love you. Yeah. So I guess, I guess if it was a, if she was living down the street, it would be easier just because we would be seeing each other more frequently. But does it change if it's a long distance relationship?
2: Okay, so wow. you, okay, you just set it up. You just set it up. Can I can I flesh this out here? Sure. Yeah. Okay. The way that we develop love is by giving. The root of the Hebrew word love, which is ahava, means to give. And you said if she was living down the block, I'd probably say it sooner. Why? Because you'd be able to see her more frequently. Because mm-hmm. you'd be able to give to each other more frequently, which means you would develop that love and that connection more strongly. Uh, in a more strong way and at a faster pace. And when you're not able to see each other as much and you're not able to give and to build that relationship as easily, it builds, but it does build a little more slowly and a little more consistently. So how can you do it or when is it appropriate? First of all, you can up the game of long distance relationships. You can be giving, whether it's of your time or sending a little something or even a little bit, you know, a note or a a photo throughout the day, something that is giving of of yourself that she feels a connection which is going to build obviously she's going to do the same thing on her end we're not telling her this but now that she heard the podcast (laughs) now she know. and we want to not also rush anything like there's no there's no reason to rush to say something or to do something it's clear that you like each other you've been dating since december we have a significant amount of time under our belt and if you're both getting to that point where you feel motivated to do something or to say something you can. And if it comes a little later, that's also okay. I'm not into rushing those things. I think that actions speak louder than words. I think that your commitment to date each other and be exclusive speaks so much more than the L word. Yeah Mm.
0: and that commitment to going back and forth like you don't have to do that right some people like I've had people tell me like which city blocks they're willing to date within like in (laughs) Philadelphia so like it's actually quite a big deal to make that commitment to to do the long distance part and in, in some ways what's hard about it is the same thing that's hard about the beginning of dating which is like it doesn't feel spontaneous and easy right you have to like compare schedules and make everything work and that's not like inherently sexy or fun and so it doesn't feel like those moments happen where you might just like spontaneously burst into an I love you, right? But that's actually where you're building the real connection to Elise's point. Hmm. I have a question for you, Ryan.
1: How do you feel when you see her?
3: Um, I love seeing her. You know, I, I, I can't wait to see her. I know right now we're going through a time of where our busy schedules, you know, for the weekends, uh, I'm not going to see her for another almost another three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I guess, but we are FaceTiming. We are calling each other or texting each other on a daily basis. So I guess just the anticipation grows to when I do see her in a couple weeks.
1: And then when you do see her, describe the feeling.
3: I think just, just the basic excitement, you know, I think it's growing as we get closer, you know, I we're going to be going to our first wedding together. Um, and then literally the next day, uh, if it happens, we're going to the Tony Awards together. Wait, what? So yeah, so
2: <laughs> okay. that'll
3: be a fun experience. I, I asked her if she wanted to go to the Tony Awards with me. Um and then she was like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to a wedding the previous day. Would you like to come with me? So that was a you know, a major step. These wow. are big steps.
0: I love it. And it's so much fun to miss someone, right? Like sometimes you don't have the opportunity to do that. It's exciting.
3: Oh definitely. Yeah. I mean we're 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 both teachers, so we both have a crazy schedule during the week, but we Make as much time. Uh, I was working last night at the Taylor Swift concert. Oh, yeah. But even though, you know, I made time to step away from working, if you want to say it, to uh, FaceTimer.
1: Good for you. So smart. I think a part of the answer is, like, when to say I love you. I mean, obviously, you're announcing it on a podcast right now <laughs> with a great audience. Um, yeah, that'll do it. But... It's, it's all about when you feel it. It doesn't need to be grand. I think it's just the most, it's one of the most beautiful moments in a relationship when the first person says it. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to say it when you feel it, and the moment will come. And It'll be the right sp- moment.
2: Yeah, and it's a springboard for what will come in the rest of your relationship. I love you isn't the end of that romantic phase. It's mm-hmm. really just the beginning of... I'm loving you, which is what my husband and I say to each other, which is I'm loving you. I'm giving to you. I'm building this relationship with you. And I'm going to continue doing that for the rest of my life because that's the only way to stay in love. You know, mm-hmm. Falling in love, oh, you feel feelings of love. That's nice. But how do they stay there? They only stay there through the giving, through the growing, through the connection mm-hmm. over time. And so as long as you are loving each other and acting in a loving way towards each other over the course of time, saying it will build the connection, but it won't keep the connection. Mm. You have to actually do actions in this world to keep that connection strong.
1: That said, that it really does release the floodgates when the first person says, I love you, because then it's like, oh my gosh, I feel the same. Or (laughs) I remember one couple that I set up when the guy told her he loved her, she was like, nobody's ever said that to me before. Mm. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful moment and it's so beautiful to say it. The one part to think about, Ryan, is that she might not say it back. I was gonna say it doesn't always happen at the same time. Yeah, and
2: that's okay. That's okay. I'll
1: quote Aliza here, you can only go as fast as
0: the slowest person, right? That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's
2: okay to say it, if, if you say it and a person doesn't say it back to you, that's okay. Don't continue to say it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Let them have the time and space to catch up to where you're at. They know it, they heard it, they feel it, and then we don't wanna put too much pressure on them. You're feeling it, great. You don't have to say it. If you really love somebody, then you're going to give them the space to grow at the pace that they need to, and you're not going to throw that around there so much to make them uncomfortable. Mm. Good tip.
3: Yeah. I know you were saying that actions definitely speak louder than words. Um, So currently, I live in Cherry Hill. Um, I'm actually moving up to Newark. Mm. So rather than being almost three hours away from her, it'll be a little bit like an hour and a half. So
2: Nice there's my action that's a huge step that says i love you without saying the words i love you Mm -hmm. to me that is very clearly a loving gesture which is for the relationship that's not for you Mm -hmm. that's not for her that's for what you're building oh definitely oh i'm not saying
3: it's for me it's definitely for both of us just because it would definitely be a lot easier we'll be able to see more each other more frequently that's
2: great Um,
1: Awesome, ryan you are doing all the right things yes I mean yes to bachata classes yes to riding a motorcycle <laughs> yes to backwards skating on Netflix <laughs> and flying to Kansas and going out with someone maybe you normally wouldn't have when you know you were doing the matchmaking process so I think you should be
2: really proud of yourself we are proud of you extremely open to experiences and I think that that's what got you to where you are today so yasher koach thumbs up way to go yes. thank you can we end with a blessing for, for our blessing. darling Ryan? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is specifically for, for you that you should continue to grow your relationship between the two of you. You should have the wisdom to know when you want to say the right words at the right time. And your relationship should continue to flourish, God willing, for a lifetime. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. I love love.
1: Thank you so much for Yenta Ing with us today. Join us for coffee next week. You can find us on Instagram at Elisabeth Shalom, at Michal Matches, or
2: at Danielle Selber. If you want to submit your question, slide into our DMs.